Verstappen hits Grand Slam at Imola. Have McLaren traded in the tractor? Did Ferrari buckle under the pressure? Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. It's Monday! The 25th of April. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me as always, commonly known on Craigslist as Sally the Slider. Gross! Oh, and Scott, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you like your Formula One news and reviews a day late and deliver with the same excitement as Owen Scott selecting his stilettos for the podcast, then you've come to the right place. Don't forget to give us a follow, like, comment, or subscribe on social media and anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Uh, one of these days, Dave, I'm going to come back at you. There, 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 there's come back yet. There's, uh, there's retaliation coming. <laughs> oh, that's a special one. That was a special one this week. I like that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, good old weekend of, of racing, Dave. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Did I enjoy it? 50-50. It was, uh, I don't know whether it lived up to the hype. Maybe I overhyped it myself. And the fact that we saw a bit of rain coming mm. down for um, the qualifying and, and the wet track for the race. So, yeah, it, it was it was fine. I think it was a, like five out of ten or three stars out of five, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely those moments of, where, especially in the race, where I found myself kind of trailing off a little bit and it was... Very much the Lawrence Stroll reading off the auto cue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, the the ending. I think um, lived up uh, a little bit too. Oh, it, it redeemed it anyway. I think. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, like I said, it had its moments. I mean, look, the the qualifying was fairly uh, fairly chaotic. Um, a sprint race that was, you know, it did what it said on the tin. Um, and then the race, which had a you know good start, snooze fest in the middle, and a and an ex, you know somewhat of a uh, an interesting ending. Um, but uh, yeah, so so look, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the biggest story of the weekend, probably even coming into the weekend, was uh, all about Carlos Sainz and and his. And we talked about it last week on the podcast. We were discussing Sainz and and the. The, the the his position at Ferrari and then there was the announcement of the the contract extension as well so everything was uh, it was very much obviously we're in Italy as well it's very much Ferrari based um, so we get stuck into to science over the weekend um, you know it, it was a tough oil weekend from again there was a lot of pressure coming in this week and especially as we said on the last podcast and after Australia that he needed a good race this weekend. He needed to put a, you know, cast some doubt in the the garage, you know, where they're making the decision of the the one and two driver. Um, and I don't think it was necessarily through much of his own fault this weekend. I think it was a bit of bad luck um, and a, and a driver error that just it did turn into a bit of a disaster on in the qualifying. Um, I mean, look, if we if we take the qualifying, I mean, coming into was it into turn eighteen in uh, in q2 yeah, um, and that was on his second they they, they they asked him to go for a second we did, already did a push lap and they asked him to do a second push lap mm-hmm. and uh and then he just yeah come coming into turn 18 already got it wrong got onto the wet and uh you know 
back went out on him and uh, and that was the end of qualifying um but at least he got lucky i mean it wasn't um you know it wasn't too much of a disaster i mean he he uh, he did end up starting in actually sorry that was q3 or q2 sorry q2 q2 was it because he started in 10th on the sprint race he got through uh yeah he got through i think on his time oh that's right yeah yeah sorry so he started uh 10th very much redeemed himself in in the sprint race but just on on that that spin um at at rivazza in q2 where does that come from is it a lack of concentration what was that I think, I mean, he was on his second push lap. So I think he was trying everything to try to, to get a little bit of extra time out of the, out of the lap. Um, I think he just pushed it a little bit too hard, got up on the white line, which is, you know, there's no grip there, even on a, on a dry day, you know, there's not going to be much grip there. So mm-hmm. when it's wet, I mean, you might as well be, you know, driving on ice. So that was it. I mean, he just, he just pushed too hard. It was just driver error and nothing more to it than that. You know, I think he put in the banker, the, the first lap, um can't quite recall what his time was on that lap but he was asked to do a second push lap um and yeah look that that was the the end result then was him going off into the into the uh into the to the wall into the gravel yeah that seemed to be a bit of a, a theme of qualifying was this hitting those white lines um a, a lot of people spinning out yeah no it was and i mean but i mean look that, that's uh you know it's gonna happen you're gonna push it's it, it's the first wet track as well of the season um yeah. you know they've they've after coming from you know australia saudi arabia bahrain you know absolute belters um yeah. and now you're coming to a, a fairly cold and and uh wet sort of imola um but look he recovered in now uh, you know we got onto the sprint race he started in p10 he recovered well i think he, him and sergio perez were probably one of the highlights in in the sprint race and he he got from p10 to p4 um recovered well um, and then unfortunately then, you know, gets P4, you know, you're thinking starting second row of the grid, he's back in it now. And I'm sure his confidence, he's, he's thinking, look, I've recovered this, uh, going in with a little bit of confidence and, uh, yeah. And then sure Danny Rick comes like a torpedo down on his inside, um, <laughs> like just coming way too fast to, to, to stop that car, uh, yeah, and yeah. takes him out. Um, yeah. Racing incident. I mean, it was Daniel Ricardo's fault. But still, you know, you'd be hard to to give him a penalty for that. So, uh, so unfortunately, like I don't, it wasn't his fault. But he's, uh, but there you go. That's Sunday's race. No points uh, for Ferrari for for from his side, and uh, no points for him for the drivers' championship. So yeah, it's uh, the questions have now are circling even even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the as you said, they were um, there was already doubts, not doubts, but there was already talk coming into the weekend all about this driver number two position. And do do you think that it, will it be kind of will it be just bad luck, or Ferrari will see this as bad luck, or do you think this is as these weekends go by now, uh, every every time that he makes a little mistake like this, they're going to pin him up. They they can't help but not pin him up against Charles Charles Leclerc. Um, well, I think that's what's going for him. Yeah, sorry, I cut across you there. But that's, I no. think, what's going for him in this weekend, that um, the fact that Charles um, didn't have a great end to his weekend, that sort of lends itself to to his position a little bit more. Um, like if, if uh, Leclerc was maximizing the points this weekend in the sprint and in the um, in the Sunday race, um, I think then... I. I, even though there was bad luck there, I think you couldn't but 
um, pushed towards uh, Leclerc as the number one driver purely because of the points difference. You sure. wouldn't. Um, I mean, I I think at that point, I'm pretty sure Leclerc could have been nearly a hundred points ahead of signs. I mean, let me just yeah. quickly have a look here. Um, so it's got a six twenty. So that that would have given Leclerc uh, and Carlos Sainz. Okay, not quite a hundred, but he would have been. Yeah quite far ahead you're talking you know you're going to need three or four races to try and catch that back up so yeah i think you would have leaned towards um leclerc as the number one and signs as the number two had leclerc maximized points over the over the weekend um so i mean he's still pushing 50 points behind but i mean as we see there one bad race from leclerc one good race from verstappen and now all of a sudden everybody's back in the in the hunt again it's it's wide open. Not mm. not all hope is lost for Ferrari coming out of this weekend. They did, uh, they gained twenty points um, from the, the the sprint race and then Leclerc's finish uh, on Sunday. And Leclerc is still twenty seven points ahead in the drivers' championship. So they can they can dust off, forget about this week. It's it's just unfortunate that it happened where it happened for Ferrari. Yeah, look, it would have been nice to to have the and look, everyone was expecting. I I think. Look, I don't. I can't remember what our predictions were, but I think we were expecting, <laughs> if not a Ferrari one two, certainly both of them on the podium. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a great day in the office, um, and I think it does show the um, bit of lack of maturity from both of their drivers, uh, lack of experience mm-hmm. uh, when it's sort of they're under pressure. I mean, they came into a Ferrari side that were struggling. Uh, and rebuilding and now they're in a Ferrari side who are have they have the car capable of winning both championships mm. so that's a different kind of pressure that they didn't have before and they wouldn't have had it in the previous teams they were in at form in Formula One so let's get on to to Charles Leclerc um a a mixed bag for Charles this weekend he had a great start in the sprint race although Verstappen came back and 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 took P1 for for Sunday um yeah, a real mixed bag from this weekend. What do you think? Yeah, I think he on on the the sprint race. He had a, yeah, he had a great great start off the line. Hell, I mean, look, he was holding the lead most of the race, and then sort of I think what happened was Max Verstappen then was sort of saving his tires more so. Now whether that was just that the Red Bull were easier on their tires than the Ferrari were, but just yeah. as it was coming towards the back end of the race, once. Max made that move past Leclerc. Like he, Leclerc had nothing to answer with after that. He was, he, you know, he was he was gone. Yeah. So that kind of put a bit of worry in my mind then for going into Sunday, um, especially if it was at the time we were thinking it might have been a dry race. Although I wasn't keeping up on the weather, so I don't know. Um, but it was still it was still worrying that they were, were as hard on their tires as as you know more so than anyone thought they were going to be. Um, mm. But then, yeah, going into into Sunday, then and then obviously we were starting with a sort of a wet and drying rate, uh, drying circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, I mean, both Ferraris were terrible off the start. Um, I mean, they dropped back. I mean, I think he dropped back to fourth at one stage, um, and then it took up until I think it was lap eight, lap nine, something like that, where um, he then managed to take Lando um, and get back up into third uh, to to try and track down uh, Perez. Yeah. But um, yeah, after that, then you know, well, everybody's race just sort of settled into a 
sort of like a train of cars just going around. We had no DRS until lap 34, lap 35, something like that. Um, so it wasn't then until sort of later on when um, tires started going off, Leclerc then decided, look, I'm not going to get Perez and Max. Let's come in for a soft set of tires. Let's see if we can, um, let's see if we can get a, a, the extra point out of this. And I'm just wondering, did were they just going for that extra point or were they also thinking in the back of their mind, let's try and force Perez into coming for a stop as well? Yeah. Because I don't, I think there was, was there 10, 12 laps left? Maybe not even that, maybe 10 or 11 laps left. Mm-hmm. And Perez, you know, by that time, if Leclerc was doing the stop, like he, I don't think he would have caught Perez. So, I mean, I think they should, anyway, point is they all came in. Um, for softs and what happened then was um it, it put basically Leclerc and Perez right up against each other again which wasn't expected and I don't think they expected it either because I think they were just going for the soft set to be able to get that extra point yeah. um so then you had now um Perez or sorry Leclerc on Perez thinking you know I'm gonna push for this now like I you know I I he had the the headlines in his eyes sort of yeah. um and pushed too hard then going into the final chicane um, and, you know, took an absolute wallop of the curb um, spun the car around into the wall. Thankfully, not too hard that he was able to keep it going. Yeah. But um, just a, an absolute disaster, like just an over again, it just showed inexperience. Um, you know, I think some other drivers you see uh, again, I don't want to be comparing to Lewis Hamilton, but I mean, look, he is probably the most successful one on the, on the circuit at the moment or on the grid at the moment. Hmm. Like he has that ability. If he knows there's too much of a risk that, you know, he would, he, he tends to just settle for a position um, in those kind of instances um, and would have just taken the third place, got the podium, got the points. Um, Leclerc again, like I said, showed a bit of inexperience, pushed way too hard, especially down into that chicane. Like I was just, I, I don't know what he, I, I look, well, I know what he was hoping for. He was hoping to get yeah. clo- as close to Perez coming into out of turn 18 onto the pit straight. Yeah. Um, but look, it wasn't to happen. He spins out and then he's back down in, I think he dropped as far as eighth. I think after that, then he, cause he had to come in then for the, the pit stop, change the nose cone, change the, the tires again and back out. Yeah, I'm wondering going forward, Verstappen's been now in this situation before where he's been hunting for a title every week. He's been up against um, Lewis Hamilton, one of the greatest drivers on uh, on the grid, definitely one of the, the greatest drivers on the grid at the moment. Um, and that little bit of extra experience, you'd think, would set him apart from Leclerc. And maybe we might see that going forward this year, um, that inexperience from Leclerc just eking out in in little areas i think so yeah i think yeah. so and now i just on leclerc like just before we, we before we move on um one thing that annoyed me about the race and i was going to talk about it later but i think it was an issue that impacted uh leclerc was the drs not being opened until lap 34 uh or being enabled sorry not opened wasn't <laughs> being enabled till lap 34 because now i don't think the Ferraris, I, I, look, I, I, I've been back and forward with my thoughts on this one as to what I think might have happened had Leclerc had DRS, say, from lap 10 or something like that. Sure. I think there was opportunities there, but I, 
I realistically, I, I just had a feel just from what I was seeing um, when DRS was enabled, I just didn't think he was going to still, I didn't think he was still going to be able to take Perez because I, I don't think he ever got really close enough coming out of turn 18. I think cars had to be like within three tenths going into that, into the, to the pit straight. Um, and I don't think like on occasion, maybe he was once or twice. I can't quite recall, but largely I don't think he ever was, but where it would have been beneficial was when Perez went on at the chicane. Do you remember? So that was one of the only opportunities I think was when Perez went straight on at the chicane coming into turn down into turn 17, then turn yes, 17, yes. 18 Perez went straight on. And then that was the only time I can remember that Leclerc was bumper to bumper with Perez up top. And I think had he got the DRS at that point, there was no question. I mean, even uh, Horner was saying on the when he was talking to um, Crofty on the commentary, yeah. um, he he knew that if Leclerc had DRS, then he would have taken Perez. So he was, you know, Horner was sort of saying we got lucky on that one. So yeah. not only I think did the DRS cheat fans out of a good race, I think um, I think it cheated Leclerc out of results. I mean, look, that's racing. Like you just have to take. As as the as as it lies, like you know, you just got to play it. Mm. But um, look, that's just my gripe. I'll, I will revisit this later on in the podcast. I feel though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, you don't want to get into into DRS now. I I, I do you do you feel that it was a, a bit over conservative, or do we have an explanation for why it took so long to get that DRS? No, going? and there's not going to be an explanation no. given. But uh, look, I I see a couple of reasons. Um, I think they were just being overcautious based off what happened with um, last year with um, George Russell and Bottas. Sure. Um, that was a very bad crash, but the track and both the the racing line and the um, off the racing line were much wetter uh, last year when that accident happened than they were this year. Like, yeah. I think realistically, um, probably by lap, I know the commentary was sort of saying, oh, I'd have, enabled the DRS by lap yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, I don't think so. Like I see, you could see cars going off the racing line, the spray was coming up off the back. So I think, yeah, that, that was way too early, but certainly come sort of between lap 16, 17 um, and lap 20, maybe at, at a very push, there was no reason why the DRS shouldn't have been active. Like I, it's yeah. like someone Agreed, just, yeah. yeah, it's like the fucking race director was just sitting there, like he fucking fell asleep or something like that. And someone just woke <laughs> him up on lap 34 and he's like, oh fuck, I didn't enable DRS. Like, and then just goes and hits the button. Like, like Lawrence Stroll went up for a chat and sent him off. Sent him off to fucking La La Land. So, I mean, I, I was raging. I mean, look, we, you probably knew that from the, um, yeah. The, the the WhatsApp group that was uh, <laughs> it was it was sort of like thanks Imola fuck off <laughs> yeah the group was glowing <laughs> it was just it cheated I I between the the drying track the conditions that we had it we thought okay this is gonna make an exciting race and yeah. when we moved to slicks you're thinking right we're on slicks okay give it maybe two laps on slicks and then bring in the DRS and let the guys fucking race and no nothing 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 and then lap 30 fucking four when everybody has burned up their fucking tires by this stage yeah fucking gombean wakes up and turns it on again like yeah yeah and like all of the teams pretty much at the same time decided the track is dry enough get everyone in let's get the slicks on 
And at that stage, do you not think the the race director should have been like, okay, well, the, the team's trust in what's out there. They're on the ground. They know what's happening. You know, we can we can we can go for this now. But he held on and held on. And as you say, it it would have been a a slightly different race had had that been enabled a lot earlier. Like overcautious was lap twenty enabling DRS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the bubble was lap twenty or lap fifteen or something like that. Maybe lap fourteen, fifteen. That would be kind of like okay, you're you're testing the waters here. Lap twenty, you were good to roll. Hence why I reckon he fell asleep and <laughs> did not turn that fucking thing back on again. Well, had there been DRS or not, I don't think anyone would have caught Max Verstappen this weekend. No. He, he had a flawless weekend and the thing that we had talked about in, in previous week, that reliability um, was now their strong suit over this weekend. The car seems to be uh, running how they want and no no demons this week. It was a flawless performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was the it was the Grand Slam performance, I think, wasn't it? I mean, he got the he got the qualifying, he got the sprint race, he got the. Um, he got the feature. Why do we don't call it feature race, do we? We just call it. Do we call it Sunday race? I know in in F two it's the feature race. Yeah. The hell, like, it's not called feature race in Formula One, is it? No, it's just race. It's the, the race. race, sprint race, yeah. and then the race, sprint oh. and race. Yeah. Anyway, we'll call it Sunday's race. Um, and like, yeah, he bossed everything. Um, so yeah. perfect. And like you say, it looks like they got on on top of the reliability issues. Um, there didn't even seem to be anything like there was nothing on the radio there was no didn't seem to be any concerns um but like we said before i think it was a most of the reliability issues or all the reliability issues were related around the fuel system um so i think they were going to be issues that were going to be easily resolved anyway like i mean it's you know it should it shouldn't have been that complex so i think it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that they solved it i think yeah yeah well we can we can only hope that it is solved because you know bahrain we had an issue Saudi Arabia, we didn't. Australia, we had an issue. Italy, we didn't. So, you know, if the trend is going to keep on going, we'll see. Uh, yeah, 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 that's the true. States. After me saying that now, yeah, they'll probably end up in a ball of fire at the corner of some <laughs> Miami hotel. It was the, the on week uh, for, for the Red Bull. <laughs> and very much um, a, a tale of two starts for Verstappen. Um, the sprint race... He um, he didn't get a good start off the line. Hmm. Do we do we know uh, exactly what happened there? Was that discussed? He'd said something about the gear slipping. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that, um, so I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, no, it wasn't a great start. Um, I'm guessing though it was driver error. Um, I don't think I like I I can't imagine it was. Otherwise, I think we would have heard a little bit more about it if there was an issue um, yeah. with the yeah. car. Um, but yeah, and a great start then, obviously in the in the race on Sunday. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and it just it didn't seem to ever be in doubt uh, for Verstappen at all. No, all. clear sailing. And but then again, it's, I within reason. Same with Perez. I mean, once there was the 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 moment in the, on the Sunday race where he went off, and Leclerc had the opportunity to take him, maybe. But it just always looked like the tires were going off. Once, like I said, once the DRS came out, and you could see, uh, sorry, DRS was enabled. You could see already at that stage that. Leclerc, but like the tires were burnt up trying to get past Perez mm. um without DRS, um, trying to to stick as close as possible. Um, so because I mean he needed to be even like if it took if you had to be within three tenths with DRS going down that straight, without DRS, you know, coming out of turn 18, you know, you are literally climbing into Perez's arse like to get 
down that straight. So, yeah, um, yeah he had no tires left at that point. So I think Perez then was fairly, fairly good to go, I think. And uh, there was no catching him at that point, I don't think. Yeah, and, and yet again, another fantastic performance from Perez. And um, as as results go, you know, he's he's been more consistent, although it's due to the car, um, than, than Verstappen this year in his finishes. Um, I mean, he, he's looking a hell of a lot better than he was last year. And I said it last week, if he, if he continues to perform like he's performing, you know he's going to he's going to push Red Bull over the line. I think in in the constructors and they've picked picked up uh, fifty eight points this weekend, um, and it puts them in second. Mercedes now drop down. So uh, yeah, after the race, I think that in the driver briefing, the two Ferrari guys I think would have been sat down and told that you know take the points that are on offer. You know, obviously, you know you're you're racing, you're there to push and get as the maximum points you can, hmm. but. Okay, wasn't Sainz' fault this week, but has been in previous weeks. So yeah. it's it's what we see here. Like, so you got Verstappen. If, if Verstappen's going to win, I mean, look, he's clearly the better driver of that pairing. But yeah. so if he's winning, you know, or if he's finishing ahead of Perez, but if you've got your number two who's finishing just behind you or or a, uh, two places behind you, um, then that's how you're going to win the, dri- the, the constructor's title, not having the likes of Leclerc and Carlos, who are just going hell for leather and spinning off and, and losing points left, right, and center. I mean, that is going to cost them. And I'll be honest, I hate to say it, but I, I feel the, the confidence has swung in the favor of Red Bull a little bit. I know it's only one race, yeah. Yeah. but we just saw how the mistakes that were made, the stupid mistakes that were made by Ferrari this weekend or the drivers this weekend, compared to just an absolute class performance from the red bull drivers um so yeah i i just feel that 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 the pendulum has swung a little bit um in the favor of uh of red bull um like i said i know it's early but i just feel that they've uh you know the, the confidence is there you could see it but anyway um leclerc um with with, with that uh that driver error coming into the chicane uh opened up um, an opportunity for Lando Norris to sweep on in and take third place. He got on the podium. Yeah, it's class to see. Lando's mm. such a great driver. Um, but surprise. Well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't surprising. Like it was surprising because I, I'll be honest. I don't know how McLaren have fixed their problems <laughs> or have they fixed their problems. Um, it was, you know, from, like I know this is two races in a row where they're looking sharp and they're saying it's track specific, and you're like, okay, how many races? Like, what? I mean, if this is track specific, then realistically, probably Miami is going to favor them as well. There's a lot of long sweeping, you know, fast sectors, um, fast corners and stuff. Um, with a, so so, you know, have they solved their problem? I don't know. I don't know, but. Either way, Lando Norris, excellent in the wet, um, apart from Sochi. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, we only really saw, like, I mean, his get, getting that sort of accolade of, of, of he's excellent in the wet came from Spa when we didn't actually get the whole thing finished. He was, cause, and he crashed out in that as well. Yeah. But he was gunning it, and he had so much control over the car before he crashed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it just, you know, I mean, he, he takes it from, you know, driving around England in go-karts in the lash and rain like so 
Um, yeah, yeah. So it shouldn't come too much of a surprise that those conditions favoured him. Um, and accompanied with clearly McLaren are doing something right with the setup or with some minor upgrades that are coming. Um, so fantastic result. Fantastic result. Not so much for Daniel Ricciardo, but some fantastic for uh, for Lando. Yeah, and and for McLaren and and like like the the Red Bulls, uh, the McLarens were both lightning off the start um, mm. on race day. Really, really impressive. And I I feel for me, um, it feels a little bit bittersweet watching Lando perform like this, um, because he deserves to have um, a, a consistent uh, car underneath him week in week out. And you know, I I just I, I wish for him that that they've developed this McLaren. Um, and and get him in into the hunt, but it it doesn't really look uh, that it's going to go that way. Well, he's not going to get in the hunt for with Ferrari and uh, Red Bull, but if he can at least even get in the mix with, you know, sort of you know the best of the rest, um, maybe that would be a, like I mean, if they if they can finish the season third in the constructors, I mean that's a hell of a season from where we thought they were at the start of the season. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about by Danny Ricardo. You mentioned him there. Um, unfortunate, uh, maybe he was just a little bit uh, a little bit too bullish coming into that corner. His lightning quick start off the fucking grid <laughs> didn't end apparently coming into the turn. Yeah. <laughs> it ended in uh, Carlos Sainz's uh, rear wheel. Like Sainz, is there questions to be asked of Ricardo already? As as in whether he should still be there. I don't know. Like, who do you bring in? Like, I mean, it's you. You've got a really experienced driver. He, he's he had a bad run of it, um, but he does have the experience to to turn it around. I think. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think it's it'd be too early to, to kind of talk about kind of replacing. Although some nonsense. I'm not even going to talk about it. But some nonsense rumors circulating around today. Um, which I don't know whether they started yesterday and we're only seeing them today, but absolute horseradish. Um, yeah, but uh, let's not give them the time of day. No, no. So Um, I think, yeah, I think Daniel, yeah, he's going to get this, he'll get time. I think he'll be there still next season as well. I think they'll, they'll stick with Lando and Daniel for, for next season as well. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It is going to get to a point though, where Lando has the, the necessary experience to, to call himself the experienced driver at McLaren, and if Ricardo doesn't pull his performances up a little bit, then you know I think McLaren might start looking. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Uh, I I mean look, any team's going to do that if 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 your driver's underperforming. But um, yeah, I I think it'd be a bit unfair to to throw Daniel into that conversation just yet. I think. Okay, we'll give him time. We'll give him time. Yeah. Um, and an interesting uh, finish to qualification for Lando, possibly a new tactic, um, spinning out and finishing uh, qualification, get, getting a, a red flag and securing his position. <laughs> Is this a new tactic that we're going to see from McLaren? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. <laughs> do you know what's funny about that? I don't think, uh, I, I didn't dive into it too much, but I don't think he had enough time to make it round to start a flying lap. So he spun off, now whether he knew that or not, but he spun off without even being able to make the checker flag anyway to start a flying lap. So he, or sorry, not the checker flag, but being able to, to reach the, the, the start line to start his flying lap. So all he did was come out, 
spin out, bring out the yellow flag so nobody else could set a faster time. Um, like, I mean, look, it wouldn't surprise me. We've seen that done before. I, I remember Nico, uh, was it Nico Rosberg did that in, um, in Monaco? Um, and I mean, I know there was people thought that that's what Leclerc did in Monaco last year, but obviously not the case. Like, I mean, he hardly no. ruined his gearbox just to keep pole position and then ended up not starting the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think looking at um at Mercedes versus McLaren this year, why do you think we're seeing such a difference? I know, as I suppose Russell um Russell got the best out of uh, the car on Sunday, but there seems to be a, a big difference between the two cars, even though they are they're both Mercedes engines, aren't they? Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I, I'll be honest. Jesus, this is a fucking. This is a podcast on its own really isn't it yeah, mercedes we could, go deep on it. we could so let's not i'll, I'll try not to uh, drag this out <laughs> too much for everybody um mercedes so the engine i don't think is the issue um like i mean yes so there's gonna always get power out of it but the problem is that the, the aero package and just the the chassis and and, and everything else that surrounds it mm. for mclaren the issue came from the um the, the brakes and needing to get more air into the brakes. So obviously we, we discussed this in length in previous podcasts that, you know, that's all well and good, but when you start redirecting airflow from the rest of your car, that's requiring it for your downforce or whatever, um, and you're redirecting it to your, your brakes to cool them down, you're now taking some of that performance off the rest of the car. So you have to then compensate. So I think maybe they were in a better starting position that the actual, the arrow of the car was actually fine. Like, I mean, if they had had the brakes not overheating, perhaps they wouldn't have had too many issues. Um, whereas Mercedes, on the other hand, the aero is just it, like it's all like it's it's just like I mean, I I, I suppose we, we don't technically know what's wrong, but it's all wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I don't even know. I thought by this stage. They would have even been like they're, they're bringing little winglets here and there. I think they. I think they brought like a, um, I want to say they brought like a, a an upgrade to the floor or something like that. Um, they secure. They wanted to secure the the floor to the. Um, there was like a um, a. Oh, the stay! Like, but they all yeah. have the stay. Yeah, they all have the stay on it. Um, but no, no, they brought a lighter floor. Like they're trying to do a weight oh. saving. But I, I mean, even the weight saving, I don't think the weight is going to like. Yes, it'll creep them up maybe that one or two places. But it's not going to get them up to the back of the Red Bull or the Ferrari, or even at this moment in time ahead of the McLaren. So no. I have no idea. Like, I mean, we talked about this a couple of uh, podcasts ago where I'll be honest, I hold my hands up. I was saying, oh, two, three races, McLaren or Mercedes are going to be rolling out some upgrades and we're going to see a very different car and they're going to be back in the mixer um, pretty quick. Yeah. I'll yeah. be honest, after this race now, uh, I, I don't see how that's ha that that's going to happen. Um, but we're, I'm going to contradict myself as well on this one because um, at saying that I'm saying that from what I see from Lewis Hamilton, yeah. um, yet George Russell, um, like, I mean, we had George finishing in like P4 in Bahrain, P5 in Saudi Arabia, P3 in Australia, and P4 in Imola yeah. with a car that's horrific. Now he did even come out after this race saying, um, can't can't quite remember the quote, but basically saying that his 
back was in bits and he was getting yeah. chest pains or, or the equivalent of chest pains or, or, or that type of pain he was getting um, from the severity of the bouncing that was going on with porpoising. Yeah. Um, so like you, like you cannot, like that can't continue. I mean, like he was talking about that even before that he was doing a lot of work in the gym, to strengthen his back and stuff to accommodate for that, what that, that lateral um, sort of movement and, and impact. Um, so he's he, even with that though, sorry, even with all that, he's getting more out of that car than Lewis Hamilton is. Yeah. So maybe like I said, I've, I've, I know I've just had a rant saying, I don't see them doing anything. So <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm now the third person on this podcast <laughs> that's going to argue the other side of it. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I do see them in a lot of trouble. George, I think, is just used to getting a lot out of a car that's underperformance with the Williams and stuff like that. So he's he's maybe he's hit the ground running a little bit better than Lewis is. And Lewis is just absolutely sulking and not bringing his A game to the to the track, I don't think. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say, that they have the exact same car. Toto came out afterwards uh, on the radio apologizing to um, to Lewis saying that the car was undrivable and, you know, we're really sorry for for putting you in this position. But as you say, George is out there performing. He's doing it. And uh, yeah, I, I understand. I was going to ask you a question, but why are we seeing such a difference in these two drivers? He's meant to be this world champion and he's not getting the same out of a guy that was in a Williams last year. But maybe that's maybe that's the key. Um, but uh, speaking of Hamilton, he spent most of the race sitting behind Pierre Gasly. Um, it, it must be just it must be so disheartening for him to come from where he was to where he is now. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I felt sorry for him today because I think he had better pace than what he was showing. Um, mm -hmm. The problem was he just got stuck in the, the train prior to DRS being enabled and then the DRS train uh, after it was enabled. And he just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was, I know he was breaking a lot earlier than Gasly was coming into turn two. Maybe he, I don't know, maybe there just there wasn't the confidence in the car to be able to break that extra little bit later to take that uh, position. Mm -hmm. um, although Nico Rosberg seemed to enjoy it in the commentary saying, uh, I think they were live on the commentary and Rosberg's like, oh, here we are watching Hamilton trying to take Gasly for the 20th time. Oh, that's got, uh, that's got to be, what did he say? He's like, that's got to be painful for him. <laughs> and you're like, and you know that was said with a smile. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. He's, he's great. I like, uh, I like Rosberg. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that uh, do, you, do you see the, the Mercedes car being improved? Um, obviously, we've got a week now in between um, Italy and Miami. <sighs> well, I think they're they're earmarking all their big upgrades though for Spain. Right. Okay. So take that into you know take that with a pinch of salt. Okay. All right. Um, I suppose that that kind of brings us into the, the best of 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 the rest um, on the grid and uh, a few moments uh, that we need to, to so, sum up. I suppose Fernando Alonso. And his car pretty much falling apart. Um, Thanks to Mick Schumacher. It was a Mick Schumacher. Uh, it was, was that on the on the same corner as the Daniel Ricciardo signs incident. Yeah, it was at the exact same time. He harnessed his Mazepin spirit and spun the car <laughs> into Alonso's side pod. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's that, and then his. Uh, I, I think Len. I, I can't quite remember, but it was down towards. Um, 
God, was it as was it as far in as lap eight or nine or something like that? Then the, that that paneling just blew off uh, when I think Hamilton was going past them, um, and then that was the retirement. Then at that point, sad to see as as we both um, had dubbed um, Fernando Alonso our surprise um, for this week. <laughs> yeah, that was a that that didn't pan out. I, I don't think anything panned out for us this week. No, no. <laughs> we'll get into that now in a few minutes. Um, Bottas and and George Russell having a, a decent go. We thought at one stage maybe we might see a repeat of uh, of last year, um, but it was not to be. Bottas did what Bottas does well and sat behind. Yeah, and I think like, he had Russell. I'm pretty sure yeah. of it. Like I think he, now. Bottas, like in, in Bottas's defense, he took a, there was an eight second hit or there about say maybe seven or eight seconds of a hit in the pit stop with the front right, Is right. not going on. Is so right. if you take that into, into account, he would have finished ahead of George Russell. Now, obviously we don't know how the race would have unfolded from his position at that point, but with that time in, in hand, yeah, he would have been ahead of Russell, but that aside, he was still within a second. He had DRS, but again, like we were saying in t- with um, Charles Leclerc and, uh, and, and some other drivers trying to do an overtake, there was, he was never, I don't think under f- five tenths of a second uh, um, behind George Russell going down that straight and anything outside five tenths going down that straight, you just, there wasn't enough um, straight to get that person, or to get that driver in front. Yeah. So I think, um he never like when he came out turn 18 and and the two of them were starting down the straight i don't think he ever reached that three tenths in fact he didn't ever reach that three tenths mark Mm -hmm. so he was kind of losing out somewhere else on the track um and yeah but like we say bottas doing what bottas does best not uh not uh getting aggressive with his overtakes yeah, a, a little bit of a, a lack of imagination or something, maybe because he he attempted to go on the outside, coming into that that first chicane a few times, and you know after the second time, you could see just that it wasn't going to happen. Russell was going to defend, um, and he defended it perfectly as well. He did really really well to keep that position, mm. but you know it, it for me it was it was a, a lack of imagination there to to even just try something a little bit different maybe somewhere else but just wasn't to be for Bottas. and i th- i know there was a lot of other drivers that were struggling to overtake as well with drs but mm. i don't know i just felt that it was there for him on that one i i genu- i really did especially towards the end of the race i thought it was there for him for the yeah. taking the the history was there as well and you were you were gunning for him to just pull up alongside and just turn that wheel in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pay back. <laughs> yeah, hop up and then slap him on the helmet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, an, a, another surprise um, this weekend, well, it was for me anyway, seeing the two Aston Martins, both Aston Martins in the points. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they finished in the points. <laughs> but I mean, I think they finished in the points because nobody was really overtaking. Um, there wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they finished in the points. <laughs> There's well nothing more to be Ma- said about There's, it. <laughs> like, I know that, that that review of uh, of Aston Martin's race was as good as Lance Stroll would have done, but it was. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, yeah. yeah well there, done. There, was, there wasn't an awful lot of of uh, coverage of them. To be fair, it, it 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 pretty much passed me by. To be honest, that that uh, it was more afterwards that I saw the results and a Q three 
for um for Vettel as well, which is the the first uh, for Aston Martin this year, first time they've got to Q three. Yeah, and again, I I'm not going to read too much into it. Like it was it was fairly um sort of changing conditions for the track and the weather and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see when it's when it comes to a, the fully dry circuits or the fully wet circuits and there's not much changing in conditions. We'll see where Aston Martin are. Have they made some progress? Are they up in the you know? Are they challenging for points on a regular basis or was it just because everyone else was having a horror show? Mm, yeah. We shall see. Mm. Um, so I guess that, that kind of kind of takes us into our uh, our predictions section, mm-hmm. where oh, we have yeah. a look at at, uh, at how we did this week. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just opening it up here now. <laughs> this is a what did I have? Um, so to to sum up where we were uh, from from the last time that we were in here, uh, you are two one up from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, very convincingly uh, defeated me and. Uh, I think I don't know how it's going to go today. Be interesting. Oh, do, you want... I'm, do, you, do you have it open? I've just opened it, and I, I, I have I, I have opened it, but I'm, I'm yet to process what I'm looking at. Me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I've I've just processed it. Let's go. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay, Dave. Do you want to give me your your top three for Imola? Your prediction. All right. This is where my excitement ends. Uh, so <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this, <sighs> yeah. So signs to win the race. <laughs> Won't make that mistake again. I had got, I had my my logic was sound on this one, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, signs to win the race. Leclerc second, Jesus, and Verstappen third. Oof. At least I had him in the podiums, but it wasn't in the right position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no points there. Yeah, from your top three, exactly. uh, it's it's a it's a similar tale for my top three. To be honest, I had uh, Leclerc winning, I had Verstappen in two, and I had Sainz in third. And again, zero points. Uh, ouch. Now, this is where it gets. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> okay, so your flop for Emila. My my flop took out my race winner. <laughs> <laughs> but in in the in doing that, turned himself into my flop. That that gives me a point, <laughs> Daniel Ricardo. Oh, there you go. Danny Ricardo, one point. Well done. Um, that's, uh, you know, that could win you this week. Uh, my my flop uh, for this week was Lando Norris. We really weren't having much hope for McLaren this weekend, were we? No, no. And as I've said before, if anyone is into betting, I would, uh, I would have a listen to whatever I, um, I predict and bet exactly the opposite way and also consider that maybe you should wait to do your betting until the day of the race so you know what the conditions are <laughs> not what we do which is after the the, the previous race so w- our predictions are already two weeks old come race day so <laughs> oh, it's it's much more fun this way i don't care what anyone says oh, absolutely, um, yeah. so your surprise and my surprise were exactly the same surprise and technically week. it was a surprise what happened <laughs> <laughs> not the rules of the game though um we both uh thought that alonso was going to do a lot better than he actually did yeah now so, what position was alonso in when mick schumacher hit him oh i'm not sure actually that's a good uh, point to be fair he probably wasn't seventh or fifth so i think he no. was probably down around would he have been p9 maybe mm, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm not sure yeah Either way, 
Well, where did he, he in the, the sprint race, he finished, what, ninth? Yeah, so ninth, he, he coming into that corner, he was probably, yeah, ninth. Mick Schumacher was 10th, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but either way, you know, he, he, uh, he well, he, you, you said that he was going to finish P7. So he did finish closer to your position than he did to mine, but you're not getting any points for that. No. no but no, no points. Tally up the scores there, Scotty. <laughs> it won't take me long to count this, in fairness. Uh, there's only <laughs> one. one point. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is, yeah, yeah. Genie, one point to be had. Uh, you got it for your flop on Danny Rick. Good shout. Um, so that means that you are now 3-1 up after Emily. Scratching my lead. The internet goes wild. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? I'm confident, which means nothing, on my predictions for Miami. Will we get stuck into our predictions for Miami? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Who, who went first with their predictions last week? Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, you want to rock, paper, scissors it, see who goes first? Okay, let's see how this goes over the internet. Okay, put your yeah. hand up. <laughs> oh, right. there's lag. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Right, yeah. One, One two, two, three, three. Shoot. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. Oh, the fuck? <laughs> okay, that looks like, look like a rock to me then. <laughs> okay, let's go again. Ready? Scissors. <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. Rock, paper, scissors, scissors. shoot. Yeah, I can't rock. see your hand. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looked like a piece of paper to me. Until all right, 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 right. Okay, last one, last <laughs> No, one, go right. on, go on, go on. It's fine. So playing rock, paper, scissors on an audio podcast isn't really a good No one has a clue me. what anybody saw there. <laughs> anyway, give us your... Um, give us your... Hang on a second. I won. So that, oh, that, that means I go first. Means okay, okay. first. Okay, okay, okay. So my top three for Miami. Um, and... I, as we talked about it uh, today, we talked about that confidence. Uh, I think that, yeah, <laughs> I can see your face. The confidence that Red Bull have, I don't see that being taken away. Um, and I think there's going to be a Verstappen one. I think there's a Perez two. And I think there's a Leclerc three. Whoa. So you went with fucking Red Bull one and two again. Yeah. Two race I, weekends in a row. Yeah. I am that confident in what they're going to do. Wow. Um, yeah. I really think that's going to happen. Okay, well, all right. Well, I've gone with Verstappen, obviously, again, just yeah. uh, the confidence. But I've gone with Leclerc 2, Signs 3. Oh, Signs 3, right? Yeah, okay. I, I, the, 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 I don't know whether this is just, for, you know, it's like doing the lottery. You know, those people that do the lotto with the same numbers every week, just pray to God it comes up. Yeah. That might be what's <laughs> happening with me and Signs at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be the one it's time a, I don't stick him in my prediction and he'll he'll win it or something. It's a, but, a stopped stopped clock is right twice a day, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm going with signs uh, in, in third. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, I can see myself pulling back some points uh, in Miami, I think. <laughs> um, so my surprise, is it flop or surprise first? Uh, do, 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 what's the more exciting? Go with flop. Okay. Go with the flop first. My flop for Miami. Um, Be interested to see if you have the same as me actually on this one. Uh, I I don't think I will. Um, my my flop for uh, Miami is unfortunately Sebastian Vettel. I I looked at Vettel and I was like I I didn't have the heart to do it. I was I like know. <laughs> I know I, was I know. Yeah, I know he's probably going to flop, but I just didn't have the heart to throw him in. <laughs> so somewhat of a safe bet, maybe, but yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. Who's your flop? Sonoda. <laughs> oh, poo-poo <laughs> Sonoda. Absolutely ripped the Yuki. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a good bet. I think that's safe. That's now they made safe. a good they they they've made good improvements with the car, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll uh, they'll they'll do they'll fare well in Miami, but no, I'm going I'm 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 going to go with Sonoda. Yeah, good shot. Okay, so my flop for the or no, sorry, my surprise for the week. I don't know if on on talking to you over the over the the course of this podcast today, I don't think you're going to have the same one as me, but I think that um how toto was talking no, at the no. end at the end of the race <laughs> there's going to be some work put into that uh, mercedes i think hamilton is going to be no. my surprise <laughs> for next week or for miami did we pick the same surprise we picked the same yeah oh, hamilton's no. my surprise as well <laughs> holy moly um well, what's your what's your reasoning Captain America will want to fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> will want to yeah, yeah. do. Uh, I don't know. He's just. Uh, I, I, be honest. My my only reasoning is it's Lewis Hamilton. It's got to come good. He loves yeah. America. I mean, he was he's he was the poster boy out there. Formula One in America um, before the whole drive to survive thing and stuff like that. Um, so he'll want to do well. And it's a new track. He'll want to stamp his mark. Like I just. I can't imagine he's going to go into this weekend or into that, that race weekend with that sulky kind of defeated, deflated ad, attitude. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, he's going to, he's got two weeks off now. Um, I think he'll recoup and uh, I think, I think he'll, he'll come good. I think whether he'll now here's one for you. Will he, will he or won't he outscore uh, Russell? George Russell. Well, I mean, we have to decide now because we've both picked um, Hamilton, so we have to figure out a, a way of of um, divvying up those points. Then, okay. So, are we going to go uh, Brucey bonus higher or lower than George Russell? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, we could both pick. Yeah, I mean, or we we're probably going to both pick. I think positions because we're probably going to both pick the same way when it comes to that. Okay, All I right. think. Um, um, okay, so the, what I learned last week was that when I put the thing in, so I'm going to say, I'm going to put in now what position I think he's going to be. I'm going to put it in there now, and then I'm going to take it away when it's the reveal, so you'll oh, be able okay. to see it the exact same can you, time. Can you, see, can you see mine then? No. Can you see mine? No. All right. Okay. So we've got this sussed. All right. Okay. Um, okay, so hang on a second. Let me oh, pick. God, if this is the same position. <laughs> then we're going to have to go higher and lower as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go. Hang on a second. Let me just. Uh, I'm going to go with. Oh, I'm really. Okay. Okay. Oh, Ready? God. Three, okay. two, one, go. Oh, oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's. Uh, we went the exact opposite as we did last week. So you went for uh, Hamilton P5. I went yeah. Hamilton P7. I went a little bit safer than you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Hamilton 5, Russell 6. Yeah. Oh, well, ahead of Russell. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go higher. <sighs> I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but uh, it, it will lead us to a conclusion, nevertheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, great. Uh, all right, that's... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Miami. I really am. Like, it's... Um, Although I'm a bit disappointed, like a bit disgusted with the whole uh, tickets and stuff like that. Um, the, the, the price of the tickets are absolutely astronomical. And there's only two grandstands and the rest is all like VIP stuff. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. but anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Don't care. Yeah. Um, 
Excellent. Well, that's it, I think, for this week. As always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, send them on to feedback at Late Night Race Review. Uh, we'll be back for uh, the Miami Grand Prix. Actually, we won't. We will be back a week earlier. We'll be back for the Pit Crew episode uh, next week, uh, and then Miami the following week. So uh, un until next week. <laughs>